Thank you for tuning in to Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of the galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Prana Winerdi, and today I am not talking to any of those kind of people. Today is a special holiday bonus episode featuring my friends from Blast Points and Sky Talkers, two of the best Star Wars podcasts in the galaxy, as we dive into what the year 2023 meant for Lucasfilm, including our trips to Star Wars Celebration and the Indiana Jones 5 premiere. This is the Blast Points, Sky Talkers, Talking Bay 94, Holiday Special 2023. Enjoy. So where should we start? At the beginning of the year, right? Feels like a good yeah. place to start. Yeah. Very good place to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's let's start too. Like, wait, we're all happy to. We're, we're so, this is a big holiday spectacular. And this is so great that we're all together doing this. Let's just put that out there for everyone listening. Yeah. But everyone knows. Everyone knows we're all pals. We're 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 we're, 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 we're huge supporters of all of each other's shows. And you know, and the neat thing is, it's like when you go and you look at like, oh, if you enjoy this podcast, you also might like enjoy this podcast. And it's always you always see like Blast Point Sky Talkers talking bait. And I'm always like, oh yeah, that's true. I think we share a lot of the same audience. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, I think so too. Well, let, let's explain to everybody, <laughs> for everybody listening, what we're doing here in this very special super team up episode. Okay, so we're all together. It's Blast Points. It's Talking Bay 94. It's Sky Talkers. We're talking all things 2023 all together in a special holiday team up and couldn't be more excited to be here tonight with you all. Oh my gosh. And I think one of the things, because we were trying to figure out, like, should we do something? This would be fun. And I think what why we decided on 2023 and talking about it as a whole is we we were able to experience a lot of this together mm-hmm. in a variety of capacities. Um, and I think that made it even more fun, uh, whether it was just us talking about it afterwards or being able to experience stuff in person together at some points. So, so we kind of just wanted to, like, reminisce and talk through what I think was a very good year for, for Star Wars and for being a Star Wars fan. What we began 2023, if you can believe it, January 4th was the premiere of The Bad Batch Season 2. That's crazy. That, that feels so early. I We have all the dates written out of certain things, you know, that they happen throughout the year. And January 4th just, I don't know, that just feels like a weird date for it to premiere that I, I can't remember it at all. You know what I mean? It just seems so, so long ago. Just like starting the new year with the new resolutions, yeah. all about the Bad Batch. It was so good. That yeah. season, I I can't give enough praise to the animation, Lucasfilm animation for the Bad Batch season two. I think that they did so many great things. Specifically, the thing that sticks out in my brain is the crosshair episodes that mm-hmm. they did in the Bad Batch and the way that it ended. I mean, it's so freaking devastating, but it was just so, I don't want to get into spoilers, but it was just so good um and i feel like it was an improvement on season one which i also thought was amazing too and it just i don't know thinking about it now just makes me even more excited for hopefully getting season three very soon yeah because it's still like after having our our dose of serious star wars with andor like getting even serious or star wars from from animation was kind of it was surprising at first but then thinking back of how good star wars animation has been for so long like it's not surprising that it's like oh yeah of course they're going to give us some of the best stuff because they really know what they're doing and they also yeah. they ended that season again no spoilers i guess but like the end of that season was such like interesting questions that we have not like really gotten resolved or had even teased and then we had so much star wars since then 
that it's almost like now that we're talking about it right now, I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, of course, like the Mount Tang, like it's all just crazy stuff. So mm. we'll. The we'll freaking see. Zillow Beast. Hello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Finally. <laughs> so, well, like, we finally know what happened. I keep thinking about the, I guess it was like the mid season finale with the episodes with the Senate and clones' rights and uh, yes. Chuchi, right? And yeah. Those and Palpatine. Episodes, yeah, casually. Uh, those episodes just blew my mind. I remember seeing them and being like, wow, they're really, they're really going for it with this storyline with the clones and what's happening to them and like really digging into the politics of it. It was so great. It's really awesome, too, to think about, too, with both seasons of Bad Batch that we're still getting, there were 16 episodes in each season, too. Like, it's as fun as all the live action shows have Mm -hmm. been. Like, six or eight episodes, like, goes by so quickly that it's kind of fun with Bad Batch, where it's like, get a good, what, three months of just Bad Batch every week. Yes. So that's where I think I'm really excited to see with season three, like, if they're sticking to that format and we're going to get, you know. A big batch of Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, again, we're recording this right now. They've not announced season three yet, and we'll talk about what we hope in 2024, but I assume we're getting it next year, and I assume it's going to be great, and it's the last season, right? So it's going to be yeah, yeah. Be something. <laughs> I'm really know, excited to see how they wrap it up, though, kind of knowing that we're headed into the last season. I feel like that's always better than finding out after the yeah. season is over, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah I'm really looking forward because like you said there's so many interesting questions that the show has posed about this time period and the clones and everything with cloning and what's happening where we've left some of our characters again don't really want to get into spoilers or maybe we can but it's going to be a really interesting season to see how they wrap it up I just can't wait to see where Omega lands honestly Mm -hmm. because I think I really want her to cross paths with Boba Fett somehow but maybe it won't be in this season. But or in the um, story, I want. Yeah, that would be an interesting. We'll talk about the future of Star Wars animation. But can you imagine like a Boba Fett, Omega, and oh then also God. like the yeah, new character no, that I've they introduced? It. Like, like if it's like a Fett family show, the could Fett be kind family of, holiday special. Yeah, or you can. <laughs> I mean, again, book of Boba Fett season two. I know right. they were talking about like Omega coming back or something like that. But if you have like full blood siblings now running around uh interesting could be interesting yeah it seems it seems like it was a big deal for them to decide that this new character is that right tied to boba fett and not ever have them interact would be such a such a shame if it doesn't happen next season it'll definitely happen in the future like there's a reason if they don't do something with it in season three that you know the seeds are being planted for it because it is such an interesting dynamic you can't leave it there forever leave it hanging forever i do one one final bad batch note that is not about the plot itself but is about animation pushing itself which is like this might be the most beautiful star wars animated Mm -hmm. show i think like just i'm when we're talking about i just keep, keep thinking about like the backgrounds and the planets and the environments and it's like the beautiful lighting and like how it's all been makes it like feel so important and so grounded and it's remember that like islandy planet at the very end with the tsunami and everything yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, great show yeah Yeah. more yeah more star wars food yes yes yeah there's so much food it was so great I love. I couldn't tell you what else happened in the episode because i was just thinking about this the the star wars sushi tsunami the tsunami 
and then the Omega has a friend, friend and they're out so, on the boat yeah, yeah, and yeah. Tech has a, has you know his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. quality Star Wars, guys. It's, it's quality. Oh, man. I love what? Pabu. Those were some of my favorite episodes just because it was so happy and so pretty and so bountiful <laughs> with food. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because they talked about it a lot throughout the season, too. Wrecker was always like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's maybe one of the high points of the season was, yeah, we got Wrecker. He got to eat well, Wookiee fed. food and then yeah. he got to eat yeah. uh, space sushi. And I'm trying to think what else he ate. Oh, that was such a good episode too with uh, Gunji. Oh um, yeah, and there and the, were and... some standouts. Like the whole season yeah. slaps. It's no, so there good. was no skips. Yeah. There was no skips. None, like it, yeah. and zero filler. It was so good. Even like faster in the beginning. The the, oh. the pod racing that isn't. Pod oh yeah, that was yes. so fun. Yeah. That was so good. Was yeah, so funny. So good. so good. Also, in retrospect, like a really good tech ep- episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It really yeah. was. And wasn't Krennic in the show? Anyway, I know we, yeah. we said like five yes. minutes. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> this is why you should be reflecting on these things. We watch them, and if we rewatch them, we do. We like I haven't rewatched it in a while. Like we're we're so lucky as Star Wars fans to have this like absolute bounty of. I'm looking at the list of things that came out this past year, and even like the year before and everything. We just keep getting well fed, yeah. just like yeah. Wrecker on Pabu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, because I was looking back at 2023, and I was like, man, this this year had so much stuff. Like, is this have we had the most this year? And then I looked at 2022, and I was like, oh, 2022 is pretty <laughs> pretty packed <laughs> as well. So, like, yeah, we've really been getting just stuffed with Star Wars goodness. Speaking of what, it was March 1st. Bad Batch season two was still going on, and The Mandalorian season three began. That's wild to even think about. That we were having both at the same time. And yeah. We were like, all right, like life is good. Yeah. <laughs> we really would like... have to wake up and decide which one we were going to watch first, right? Yeah, I yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, decisions. I think I always did Mandalorian just because I felt like that would get spoiled faster. Yeah. I totally. Um, yeah. But it was a tough choice every every Wednesday. I mean, every time I made that choice, I felt bad because I just am right. such an animation supporter. <laughs> but I, you're so right. Yes. The reason was spoilers. Like, I can't go through my day. Right. And we'll talk about it. But in August, when we got to Ahsoka, like, they switched the time that it premiered yeah. to 9 p.m. or 6 p.m. Yes. And it was just, like, the best choice ever. And when you have to wake up in the morning or stay up super late, you really have to make these tough choices, you know? <laughs> when... <laughs> When you could now, if that was happening, we could have, you know, we could start the night with Mandalorian and then finish the night with the Bad Batch, like back to back versus like early in the morning or in the middle of the night. It's a totally different vibe. Yeah. So looking back on Mando season three, what, 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 how are we all feeling about it? It was a wild season. It, it was, it was wild. It, it was, was a journey. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it too. And I think it's. <laughs> It's funny because I feel like it gets that this is a funny group that we're all with because we're just like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 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 I just I feel like I've seen more and more people critique season three, but season three was the most fun I had with a Mandalorian in all seasons. Like I loved every single episode and was just like thrilled every week to get a new Mandalorian episode. And I loved it. I loved the Bo Katan story. I loved Going back to Mandalore, 
Jack um, Black and Lizzo episode. Yeah, the Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo. Lizzo. Are you, yeah. I loved that Which, episode. <laughs> that episode starting with the like forbidden love between the the uh, <laughs> the squid head and the Mon Calamari. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, the fact that the rest of the episode was so outrageous that you forgot about those like first five minutes with her in the in the tank flying her ship in the in the tank. But I love like, you. Uh, and i i want to there are two standouts for me with mando season three one is on the same note is gory and shard i think maybe the greatest like alien design incredible Uh i want to see him forever i was like truly sad when he died like i was pissed or did he i know i know (laughs) and we were all talking and anyway i was i was so confident that he was going to survive and then he didn't survive and it like gutted me truly i was so pissed uh, and same with the the first the first mate the the Ugnot first Vane. mate. Uh, oh 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 no no on the ship yes yeah, yes the, the, oh, yeah, yeah the, the little, little skipper with the mustache yeah, yeah. yeah. in the sweater crazy yeah. yeah but the but the big standout for me Mando season three maybe if we're talking about like favorite moments of Star Wars in twenty twenty three period would be Ahmed Best Keller and Beck oh like oh, maybe yes. the most perfect oh, yeah. like who would yeah. save Yoda or who would save Grogu. Like that was. I was out of my seat. Like yes. I was like crying. Like it was so. It was so perfect. And like fan service, but done in in the correct, perfect way. I felt like like the music was also so good. I I keep thinking about it. I keep watching it sometimes just to get myself pumped up. Um, just the best. Really the best. Yeah, and him escaping in Padme's shuttle. Ah, and there's still a story to be told. Probably like maybe in a season four or in a movie we see something um could be crazy yeah i feel like this is definitely not the last time we see that character it can't be it cannot be i hope not well i loved reading too because they did um, a couple interviews with him afterwards too about like the design of his costume and Mm -hmm. you know bringing keller and back into the mandalorian and all of that and how involved he was it was just it was super cool and it was such a great moment yeah like you said it was fan service but it it felt so organic and natural to the story too I still think the the convert to the Dr. Pershing episode. Oh yeah, that was, was fascinating. A, a real standout and just a, a, a change of pace. You know, we have a little Mando Bo-Katan at the beginning and the end, but in the whole middle, this side, this very tragic side story about Dr. Mm-hmm. Pershing, and I think just planting seeds for future stories in there. And it's just that was so dark and so weird. I loved it. Well, and seeing Coruscant too in this time period, and we did get like a little tour of Coruscant. It was yeah. it was very cool, and like the fair they went to with the music too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With it the was... with the resistance march, wasn't yeah. that? Right. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 crazy. It was like and the episode. opera house, the oh, opera yeah. house. Oh my god! Oh, wow. I totally yeah. forgot yeah. we went oh. there. <laughs> yes, yeah, in the in the fancy Mon Calamari yeah. with the shiny head. Yes. Yeah. Then yeah, I, I remember they had like their rations too that everyone was talking about. Their little biscuit they little rations, their cookies. little cookies. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a good example of an episode that us fans like dig into because we're like, what does it mean? Where is it going? And I I feel like I loved that one. And I can't wait to see, because I feel like that's an episode where I'm like, oh, we're playing the long game here. There's a story right. mm-hmm. that we're slowly telling through different like bottle episodes in each of the seasons about the New Republic, about the good guys, the bad guys and things like that. And how was that ever going to come out in the future? And I feel like these are like the small seeds, like basically the purgles of 
the mm. like the rebels episodes that yeah exactly like that will come back later and i could that this episode was like screaming that to me honestly yeah, and the ending with with mando kind of working for the new republic right like even oh the mandalorian yeah. epi- the ending yeah, the, the, the yeah oh sure yeah it's yeah it's just like so sweet and the best ever and just gave me the best endorphins that could yeah Star Wars could ever give me. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of want that to be the end of them. I don't I know. know. Like with the little fade out, the the Dial of Destiny ending. I don't know. Yeah. Like nothing better happened to their cute little house. That's the it thing. Just... I, I, of course I want more, but I'm happy yeah. to have them live in, in uh, eternally at this happy little homestead that they have together. Uh, they can stay there forever and be happy and I'll be happy too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can move on. Yeah. Then while Mando was still going on, April 7th was Star Wars, the beginning of Star Wars Celebration London. You all were there. Gabe and I were breaking a couch, talking to Silver from (laughs) Star Wars Thrifting all every day. So let's hear from you guys because you guys were on the floor. You guys were working. You you did panels while Mm -hmm. you were there. Um yeah, and we got some pretty heavy-duty announcements during that weekend. It feels like such a blur to me, <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> Celebration, if I'm being completely honest. It was so fun. What, something cool was that Sky Talkers' panel was back-to-back with Talking Bay 94's panel. So <laughs> it was just, like, really cool that that existed. So <laughs> um, right in the next room was Brandon after us. So that was really cool. But, yeah, so many cool announcements. Getting to see, like, the announcement of, Thrawn being in Ahsoka and like that entire panel um I'm trying to think the showcase was also like literally insane and never ending uh, also (laughs) like like, somehow somehow (laughs) we got in there I don't I don't even know yeah that's a whole story that we still probably cannot tell yeah uh, it's like how the four us and and sky talkers got in In a truly insane way. I have just no like, idea what that would be like. I really don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, you know. we definitely do that in Chicago as well. <laughs> yeah. It's never yeah. happened. Yeah, before. Anaheim. The I don't. I don't know. I, oh yeah, in Anaheim. Yeah. yeah, no idea how that. Yeah, I have no experience with that, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through my pictures just to like try to like see what happened at that showcase, and it was Acolyte, and they had the Wookie come out, and that was huge. The, the the Jonas Wookiee. That was so out. cool. Yeah. And that was like, again, big pop. And we also then saw when... footage, by the way. Yes. From yeah. the Acolyte, which hasn't been released to the public still. Yes. And then they announced all of the, the they put that timeline up and they put all those uh-huh. aliens up on the stage. And then Daisy Ridley then came the, out, yeah. right? Like, that's, oh my God. that's a huge. Was that the was that the Mandalorian kid panel, Jason? Yeah. So was that the first one? Yeah, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> it was great because Gabe and I were up at oh God, what time did we wake up? Like five a.m. every day. Yeah, yeah. We were four up or at five, four or five a.m. Like Our eyes are still half shut, and <laughs> we're we're furiously like texting back and forth with you all, and we found a kid live streaming it from the floor on youtube (laughs) and he he was this kid who was so excited about the mandalorian and he just kept yelling mandalorian Mandalorian!" (laughs) so yeah yeah, they showed us the new episode that night too that's right yeah yeah Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, the yeah. fact that they also announced new Star Wars movies, which was like seems like the biggest thing that came out right. of Star right. Wars Celebration. Dave Filoni on the stage, 
James Mangold on the stage, and then they announced the Ray movie, like you mentioned, with Ray yeah. Ray Huge. coming out. Huge. Yeah, I remember because they brought all the creatures out first, and we all kind of thought that was the end of the panel. like. Oh, this is just a devotion we like, to like Islam oh, and the creature yeah, shop. Like, like that's great, really Perfect. cool. But is is this the end? Like, I don't know. It felt kind of like a weird ending point, but you could tell they were playing that they were ending the panel, and then suddenly it was like, "LOL, Daisy Ridley's here. We're doing movie." <laughs> crazy oh my. yeah still so when you guys were because it was the rumors like oh my god daisy ridley we, we think she's gonna be at the panel and all this stuff when it was all going down you guys were in the room what was that energy like it was insane it was, it was insane. really nice it was really nice to have was, that positive nice. energy around the sequels though you know because it's just like again we're kind of in a weird bubble and you see stuff but like people were so happy to see daisy ridley that it was mm-hmm. like a, almost like a like you could like breathe. You're like, okay, yes. Like people are excited for like the future of Star Wars and the future of Star Wars that has been kind of defined. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, I felt like it was really positive. Like the screams were never as loud as they were when Daisy came on stage. Yeah. Which I think shit says a lot. And I don't, I honestly don't think that came through in people's videos because what happens is the iPhone muffles the sound. And I swear it was, like every it was shaking in the room it was everyone was so excited wow and the the james mangold the birth of the jedi movie and the big filoni mando universe super team-up movie too all oh, very very exciting it was a lot yeah and uh and mangold had already come out earlier for indie and had shown mm-hmm. like 10 minutes of indie which was already like oh, yeah. they had just shown me 10 minutes of indie and it was the it was the tuck tuck chase, chase. And I was just like out of breath. I was again. We, we've talked about how sweating. sweaty I am. I was, I was so sweaty. I was so sweaty. It was like two and a half hours in there. Yeah, it was. Really yeah, it was long. like the timestamps. It was two and a half hours. Wow. When we got in there and then sat and waited, waiting for like three or four yeah. hours. So did was that where did they have all the the uh, sequel trilogy creatures on stage? Yeah. Was that during that? Yeah, yeah. that was okay because the. Because the at least watching from home, the like every day there was a little bit of the interview with uh, Neil Scanlon and like showing off each of the creatures was probably yeah, like one of our our high points from home because we got like thirty seconds of it each day. That's great. They, they displayed them by the Star Wars show stage, right? I think and then so. They, when did they switch them out every day, or was it yeah. the same? No, they sw- they were they were new every day, or at yeah. least they added to the different displays. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I never really went over to that area as much as I would like. It was near the Star Wars show live stage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other, and again, we talked about it, but that's when they announced Thrawn. It was later, uh, the Ahsoka-specific panel, uh, and Lars came out. And also that uh, Ray was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Stevenson was there. And uh, what else what was announced? Bad batch Ooh. ending, and then we saw oh, yeah. the oh, yeah. we, we saw, saw a, a trailer, trailer yeah. yeah, that again has not been released to the public. And Omega has longer hair, yeah. so. Do you remember, Jason? Was the did the Bad Batch one end up on line, or did that one not? I feel like we didn't see that one. We, we no, we watched it. We watched. Did it. we? Yeah, we Maybe were the hustling. feed cut out. We were hot. We were. Hot. <laughs> we we saw the trailer, but I think we only saw it once. But we did watch the the bad bad okay. panel. We did. I couldn't remember. It was it was very early in the morning, and that was like yeah. that was like yeah. Sunday. Yeah. We were on like day yeah. three at that point. Yeah, yeah. I you ate were... so many so many digestive biscuits. Oh, my like God. that's <laughs> all I ate all day every yeah. day. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. good. Shout out to our friends did, at Star Wars sessions sent us the British food gift gift Yeah, yes, tea and. 
digestive biscuits. That's all we were eating was digestive biscuits. All, you need all we were eating was there was an Indian restaurant called Dishoom. And that's Literally. where how many we ate there three times? I think, uh I think we ate there three times together, but Charles and I, I think <laughs> ate there four. Yeah, four or five times. Yeah, I mean, it's great. If you're ever in London, it's really oh, good. Awesome. And it was Very like good. close to our hotel, so it worked. But it was it was literally yeah. attached to our hotel. Yeah. <laughs> also, our hotel was also right next to the Andor filming locations too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which was uh, we were walking all together to might have been to Dishoom or uh, for to dinner, but we, we were like, oh, this is the Imperial Security Bureau the wow. scene, and it was like a weird. It was a great time. I, I yeah. Loved we were bummed that you guys weren't there. We missed it you was guys fun so catching much. up on your feed. And yeah. we would always try to, for the listener, we did try to make it to the daily Blast Points recording because we we'd always be in the car together. Like, oh, let's call Jason and Gabe right now. And then like we would text Jason and then like an hour later, he'd be like, oh, yeah, we just stopped. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. We tried. Yeah. Did, did any of you get to go to the Doug Chang talk? Oh, that was no. so good. No. no, because that was one of the, that was another of the, like the highlights from home because that was like the closest thing we've got to a, a season three like and and book of Boba art book. Oh, interesting. Because he was he was going into a bunch of the concept art from the show and Obi Wan. Was that live streamed? Yeah, and Obi Wan. Is right. that on the YouTube yeah. right now? Oh, if cool. I, I, think, went, I think it is. I hope, it should be because we want yeah, it. Oh, that would official. be. I must his, watch. Yeah. Everyone, oh, his yeah, panels are huge. always top tier and yeah. we, we never end up making it to his panels which is always such a bummer i know if we would have been there we probably would have missed it too which, <laughs> so it was kind of nice that yeah. we were home we we're like okay we're gonna finally we're gonna get to watch this yeah. because it's the only thing they're showing right now <laughs> and that was <laughs> but luckily it's good stuff that was late in our celebration experience too and with that kind of woke us both up we were like whoa this is really good we got to snap out of our <laughs> yeah and, you know and shout out to okay. silver too because gabe and i were getting up at five to start watching all the celebration coverage it was pitch black and it was cold <laughs> and but silver yeah think about that she was in california and yeah. she was getting up at two wow oh gosh. Crazy. truly the queen yeah. of star wars yes. just, uh, yeah just um, I'm looking, I, I scrolled all the way back to April in my Twitter feed to see what I was posting about. The only <laughs> other thing that, uh, shook me out of my, uh, stupor was Pelion. They, they showed us, uh, the Mandalorian penultimate episode early at the Mandalorian. Right. No, at the showcase. When, when was that? When it was at that? night. Think... They like oh, made yeah, us they invited back. us back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause didn't the showcase they showed the first 10 minutes they like showed yeah. the, they the showed hologram on then yeah. yeah uh and again that kind of like messed me up <laughs> right? I was like, okay, here we go. and then we went back for that and i think that penultimate episode is really great and yeah. I, that was a lot of fun to watch with the crowd uh with the praetorian guards and everything watching uh, the mandalorian with a crowd is such so a joy cool. well, like i wars, really I think you get to watch with a crowd is yeah it's so fun especially a crowd of star wars fans it's just right. such yeah. I really one wish that I had that I have is that Mandalorian episodes would be released like at least some good like really good ones some action heavy ones would be released in theaters and yeah. I was really happy that they did that with Ahsoka this season yeah. we didn't get to go but I feel like it is still really cool that they recognize the value of putting it in a theater and I hope that that continues in the future Let's do it with Acolyte yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and there was the the Skeleton Crew trailer and the announcement for Tales of the Jedi Season 2. Yes. Yeah. Also, just just one comment. The kids yeah. on the Skeleton Crew are the won me over. I think that Caitlin and I were kind of like, 
how do we feel about the skeleton crew? Like they really hype up Jude Law and it's really funny. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like really random. It feels really random. But the kids oh, the kid, yeah. yeah, Jude Law and it's like yeah. really oh, great. Good. Hey, I Amazing. love Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A big fan of AI, artificial that's intelligence. True. Well, I, yeah. I love the holiday. So I feel like it's <laughs> we, we, all, we all have our favorite Jude Law. Yeah, we all, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and I think it's going to be great, but the kids are so cute and they were so excited. Yeah, um, they were. And this, this, what we saw from it seems very action heavy and like very fun. And um, oh, who are the who are the people that directed uh, everything everywhere all at once? Right, the Daniels. The Daniels. The Daniels. Yeah, you know they're directing an episode or two of yeah. Skeleton. I mean, that's yeah. super cool. That's great. Yeah. That we have an Oscar winning director <laughs> directing the show. I hope it comes out soon. Please. That always drives me crazy too, because it's like they aren't directing an episode. They already did direct an episode, right? Like a year yeah. ago. Like it's just like it's yeah. you know, it's like these True. these things exist. Relativity. Just, yeah. We just have Time to wait. Yeah. Well, we can move and talk about other Star Wars in the theater and talk about the Jedi re-release right it wasn't yeah. the next thing on the oh my god april 28th can you believe so, that yeah you had this in the notes and i was like wait that was this year well, i was wow right. i was there yeah. <laughs> i experienced it <laughs> that was caitlin's oh. only time seeing an original trilogy movie in the movie theater wow. yeah that's true my, me too actually so me cool. too yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to take my nieces to it. We finished watching Aww. Star Wars with them for the like the whole saga That's for the so first great. time this year. And I remember we were in the car and we were in the middle of the sequel trilogy is what we were watching. And I was like, okay, we're going back. We're watching Return of the Jedi. And they're like, well, why are we like watching it again? They like didn't get it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let me. <laughs> why are we watching it again? <laughs> let, me, let me introduce like you in a theater because we hadn't finished the saga yet. Because they were like, why don't we just finish i think the next one was the last jedi they were like why don't we watch the last jedi today i'm like no 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 this <laughs> i've never seen this movie in theaters so you at the ripe age of nine getting to see it in theaters is 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 important so also the, we're gonna the concept of just like questioning re-watching something is just <laughs> actually hilarious given yeah. us well, on this I've podcast very right much now. like we have to get the, through the, the saga you know what i mean yeah. But I was like, we're going to get a big, a big thing of popcorn and a soda and we're going to sit there and it's going to be the best time ever. And it's going to be great. <laughs> and then we'll watch The Last Jedi later. <laughs> <laughs> it was it so was, fun though. It, it is very nice to see any Star Wars on a big screen and especially original trilogy and especially like with a crowd that's excited and, you know, everyone's there because they want to watch it. And yeah. it's just very nice for everyone to be talking about Jedi for a week or two, right? That totally. was a very fun yeah. My theater was packed. Was packed. Yep. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I we saw it. I saw it with a bunch of Sky Talkers listeners, which was also really exciting because we were all clapping at like the same points. <laughs> like <laughs> the redemption's happening. It's like yes, <laughs> you know, it's just so good. And Return of the Jedi is just an absolute perfect movie. I want more Star Wars in the movie theater. I just a broken record about this i, I know because they Why? did empire in in covid <laughs> right they, they did empire yeah. in covid and that was kind of a bummer but it was nice i went and saw that at a drive-in which was fun that's cool because uh, mm. it was co you know you're and so but you, it's still not like a communal thing yeah. in that sense but i guess a new hope has to be for the would that be 50th what is it? Oh my god! Yeah, but I don't know. you know we got yeah. the 25th anniversary of phantom menace next year yeah 
which could tie in really nice with Acolyte, too. Think about that. True. Very mm. true. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I am thinking. I'm thinking hard. And and High Republic, is that ending next year? Uh, like the, like the phase three? Phase three, three technically. So that's interesting, though, right? Because like that is the pre-Phantom Menace time. Yeah. And they still haven't released Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith 3D. Uh, don't even remind me. Either, yeah. Right? Like there's there's finally a chance to could be crazy. an excuse and to do it over exist, the next. right? Like, you know, oh, yeah, no, they were well, made. Yes. They were, and they were screened. They, yeah. Gabe and, I, yeah. Gabe and I were there for Attack of the Clones. Hilariously, yeah. though, we all fell asleep. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the one we thought. Celebration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, they showed it at Celebration. They showed it at a couple like just events around, I think at LA, like ILM things. So Attack of the Clones has been shown a few times. And yeah, Sith has a, was at least at Celebration, if not at maybe one one other thing somewhere. So yeah, they, they are for real. Well, 3D releases are still a thing. Like, right. Yeah. We were just talking about all the James Cameron re-releases that were yeah. happening, are happening before we started recording. Like, those are 3D. Some are at least like what? Come yeah, on, Titanic. Let's do it. Titanic was 3D. Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> uh, this would because 2027 is the 50th of Star Wars. Yes, right. And I feel like that's when they'd be like, "Here is your 4K Star Wars unaltered." Right. I feel like that's probably when they're like, "Here it wow. is." That, that, would would they do it though? Would they do that? I don't know. I feel like they have to. It's like it is the one. Like now that we have the Abyss and True Lies, honestly, like as a 4K collector, there aren't that many other major things that people are quote unquote missing from their collections besides the unaltered star Wars trilogy. And I love the special editions. Obviously it would just be such an interesting. I just thing don't know if they're have. ever going to do that. Brandon, like I just, I, I feel like you guys are killing me. No, I'm trying to be hopeful. I, Look no, to the future. How do I, to live? I, I agree. I just feel like you, you needed a reason to live. Like I'm here for you and I'm here. For yeah, you. Thank you. Thank I just, you. I, I just think that Lucasfilm really considers the special edition is like above everything especially yeah because you got to think that there was like a whole page in the contract when you sold it like like (laughs) you know you can do whatever you want but it's like it's it's a lot in there yeah just just for that here's the thing though it's been screened recently though after celebration anaheim I was going to say an extra day to go to the academy museum because they were screening it with dykstra true the original unaltered and that was through that, Marsha. But do you think that was yeah. because it was the Academy Museum and they could show what they nominated? I know. Well, it technically in the film archives, in the National Film Archives in DC, it technically, I believe, is the special edition and not yeah. the 77th edition, which is odd. That is And that's weird. a big point of contention. I could be wrong, and I'm sure... Caitlin, you got to research that. The, the specialized yeah. guys will come after me, but I think that's what it is right now. Um... Again, this is me just trying to like manifest. I'm here for yeah. it. Okay, Brandon, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I want Thank it. You. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I'm here for it. <laughs> it, it. It's not a hell I can die on personally, though, because I. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I will find. What's it. more, more. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say we're, we're more likely to get a, another version of the special edition. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that so much. I want more little changes because that's what's happening again with the abyss and with True Lies. Everyone's like, "Oh, they like added something." I'm like, "That's great. Give me, give yeah. me more of that. I love this." Like I, I tinkering. I just feel like if if they did do that, that's that's for a very particular audience. It's for 
a very certain group of people that even care. Like little kids that would go to a re-release of the original masterpiece Star Wars would not care if they, oh, sure. they you know, they'd be. Yeah. And if it was different, they'd be like, why is this different than the version I've watched on Disney Plus over and over? And then you'd be like, oh, well, you see, and, you know, it changed and in 1997. <laughs> and then, the, you know, and they do educated. And, you know, I, and I kids, love that. Little kids don't care, you know. Yeah. Okay. And, that, and, Guys, and I, you'd, you'd, you'd want little kids to go and see Star Wars, you know. Yeah. I looked up about the National Film Registry. This is from Wikipedia, so take mm-hmm. it as you will. But it says, in 1989, the United States Library of Congress named Star Wars among its first selections to the National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant at the time. It was the most recent film to be selected, and it was the only film from the 1970s to be chosen. Although Lucas declined to provide the library with a workable copy of the original film upon request, instead offering the special edition. A visual <laughs> scan was made of the original copyright deposit print. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i love that that's the yeah. most that's thing that ever happened he's right? so yeah. cool the lack of a commercially available version of the 1977 original theatrical edit of the film since early 80s vhs releases has spawned numerous restorations by disgruntled fans over the years yeah yeah we know see yeah. i feel like that's We're why they can't it's like show that the original the original original yeah. And if they were like, why wouldn't you put the original version in like a like finally make this like six hundred dollar box set just full of all kinds of nonsense and then put oh, yeah. them in there so yeah, everybody has to like if you want it you have to buy the, totally. the six hundred dollar version like yeah. the yeah. um like the Blu Ray release was like yeah. such a big yeah. deal and had all this extra stuff and also those are different than the special editions right so yep. If they, you guys, if they didn't, you guys if know they, a lot more about the differences and different tracks and things like that than Keelan the, and I do. The Blast Points guys are the experts. Yeah, you guys the are the audio. Yeah, which Baru are we? Is it going to be the stereo? Is it going to be the mono? Is it going to be the 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 seventy nine re release version? Is it going to be the international cut, which was a you know a hodgepodge? Like, what are we going to do? What what audio which mix? Baru is it? Yeah, yeah. which Baru are we getting? I feel like when I got, because I got the special edition DVD box set the first year, like in Christmas of 05 or 06, whenever I first watched Star Wars. And I think I probably assumed that special edition was just that it's in a box set. You know what I mean? No, I definitely explained it to you, Caitlin. Maybe it went over your head, but definitely explained it to you. There's a lot going on, so because my, my parents were always like, "This is different. This is just different," <laughs> and it's it's just like the I think it's just the precursor that comes with watching Star Wars is like you know this has yeah. changed a, a lot, lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Well, let's let's all pray for the Phantom Menace 25th anniversary next year. I'm praying. Yeah. I'm on yeah. my hands and knees. There's a logo, right? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a logo. logo. Yep. So yeah. it's real in a sense. Things are so happening. There's action figures coming out. Yeah. So let, yeah. let's go. Yeah, maybe maybe there'll be a Blu-ray with more videos from George Lucas talking about Phantom Menace yeah. with dishes in the background. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the back of a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, there's like the full uncut 45 minute version of that video filmed in an airport. Like I can't. <laughs> yeah, the best. Oh, the best. So mm-hmm. also the day that uh, Return of the Jedi was back in movie theaters, Jedi Survivor, the uh, much anticipated sequel to Jedi Fallen Order came out, continuing the story of Cal Kestis and very popular video game series. Um, I believe I'm I'm just started playing it about a month or so ago and I'm almost done with the story. And I think I'm of the group. I'm the only one that's played the game. Right. <laughs> 
love that you're for a gamer, us. Yeah. You're a gamer boy. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. It's, it's very good. I will say this. It is very, very good. It is. It's, I, yeah. It's, it, I, when it came out, I, I read a lot of people saying that it was, uh, you know, the original game was super fun, but it had things that kind of everyone agreed on that it could be improved and this the sequel has improved it but overall i one thing i'm enjoying is the story of the game it's got a really good story that connects to the high republic and it connects to things that happened in the obi-wan show and it's got a little bit of andor in it and it's a totally new story and it's got night sister stuff in it and i'm it's just like this is a really cool story and i'm i'm invested in that so yeah bravo to Jedi Survivor. I really want to be a gamer boy. Maybe 2024 is yeah. when I get a PS5 or something. Because I only have a Switch right now, which I really love. Me but too. I don't. I, I, I've never had like a modern gen video game system no. in that capacity. And But like these games and like Battlefront 2 and even Squadrons. I've been like, oh, I've been really missing out. Yeah. So... Yeah. I played uh, I played Star Wars Lego. I bought that on my Switch. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Lego. Those are so yeah, great. Those are I good actually games. just picked it, like turned it on the other day, and I realized that I had stopped at the pod race in the Phantom oh. Menace, and I was like, "All right, we're doing this." <laughs> <laughs> those are I so wanted, fun, though. They're so. It was good. really fun. Yeah. I was really excited to go through the Rise of Skywalker on that. I was like, "Let's do this." Good movie. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I we. Feel- uh, <laughs> I feel like just one comment about Jedi Survivor, because I feel like we're not giving the listener enough, honestly, because it's just sad that we are not invested in this. But I feel like the art and the design of mm-hmm. the game is so good. So yeah. much so that I want, I bought the art of book for the previous oh, game. Oh, I need to do that. It's a really it's a beautiful book. And I don't I didn't even play the game, but I just feel like the art is sort of it really touches on a lot of different periods of Star Wars and harkens back to like older like old republic stuff i guess and it's it's just really cool um i i really want to play it I, ho- I hope someday i can well and the neat thing that the obi-wan show worked in the fortress inquisitoris which is such a great name in from the game into the obi-wan show which is still a really cool touch I really need to play those two games someday. I really, I have no, I have no excuse not to play them. They're we're all making today. Twitch channels in 2024. <laughs> and we're all, this is it. Yeah. I'll be it's... playing Lego Star Wars on my Twitch channel. <laughs> I'll, I'll be up front with it. <laughs> That's what well, I'm now doing. Fine. You can actually go and you can go to like Target and buy a PlayStation 5 now. So that's, yeah. yeah. Well, then we just had what? just days to recover from the return of the jedi re-release people were still playing survivor and we had may the 4th where we got amongst other things visions season two the incredible yeah. star wars vision season two so good so good so oh my god so good i really know how it would top volume one and it completely topped volume one and i love yeah. i love volume one but volume two was just so the stories were just even somehow even more varied and it was great to see all these different studios from around the world and what they were bringing to star Wars and visions also always has such great, like the featurettes they do for each of the Mm. episodes are just so incredible. It's just such a fun experience to watch visions. And I'm so glad that they, they're continuing it. Right. Or (laughs) right. Well, yeah, they, they have a comic series out now. That is like new stories from comic artists that are one-offs 
and that just came out maybe a month ago and i still have not picked up my copy there's an artist called peach momoko who's she's brilliant and that's like how they're spinning it off right now and i hope that there's a season three of the actual animated as well but yeah it's i been... hope so too yeah i gotta think there is at this point i would hope but it's i still like i could have swore like season one was last year i know it was like right yeah. so it's like with you know we probably won't hear about a season three for another year because you know everybody's working on the stuff so hope hopefully it's gonna happen but i was just really wowed by the expansion of doing a bunch of different studios across the world and i thought that was yeah. such a brilliant move screechers yeah. reach though really oh, stands oof. out to me and i think about oh. it a lot and i think it just won an award and it deserves that award whatever that award is and i feel like, <laughs> I feel like any award just the sound design the voice acting visuals the haunting nature of that entire short yeah, yeah. literally so beautiful and i loved what each of these studios brought to star wars and I think that's I think Star Wars needs more of this. And I think that's why it remains one of the coolest things Star Wars has ever done. Well, it seems like I'm maybe I'm thinking of this wrong, but I feel like we've kind of finally moved away from the big push for everything to be so canon and interconnected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know I'm kind of out of the loop on the comics and stuff right now, but like it does seem like even just by having visions and then even with the live action shows kind of spreading out in their time frames from each other. Like we're getting things that are connected, but it's, there's a little bit more looseness to it now, which seems to be allowing the, the, the different shows and things to kind of stretch out a little bit. Visions to me, and I've said it before and I, I, I still, season two cemented it. I think visions as a whole, right? If you add the two seasons and you add the book, the Ronin book, mm-hmm. I think it might be my favorite disney like post disney acquisition star wars thing period i really think so just with like how it has pushed star wars in in total and like what it feels like and what it's done and season two was like really i really loved it so much and i keep revisiting it probably once every couple months because it's just like a really nice way to like watch something star wars for 15 minutes or 20 minutes and it feels so unique and so fun it's just so fun to dive into these worlds and stories that are so, right, we recognize them as Star Wars, but they're all so unique and so different and so singular. It's just, it's incredible. Like, Aulu yeah. Song is the one that always stands out to oh, me from so Volume good. 2. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I was so wowed by the whole season. And then I was like, can they? And then The Pit, I think, is the one, the episode right before Aulu Song. And I was like, that was that one was just incredible. And then yeah. I was like, how can they, like, what's this ending going to be? Can it top everything I've already seen? And it was, I wanted to reach into that world and just be in it. It was just so colorful, so tangible, but then the story was so beautiful too. And so emotional. And but I feel that way about all of the visions episodes, honestly, it's, mm-hmm. they really are just so incredible. And then you have something like, I am your mother on the, you know, just, <laughs> yes. so just yeah. so fun <laughs> and so crazy. And it's something, Charlotte and Caitlin, you were talking about in your uh, recent Patreon episode where people say, oh, Lucasfilm, they're afraid to take risks and they're playing it safe and all this stuff. And it's like, well, just six months ago or seven months ago or whatever, we had Vision Season 2, which is exactly its whole thing is pushing the boundaries of what Star Wars storytelling can be. And I love it for that. I love that we get these 
complete like gabe like you were saying these like who cares about canon like let's just tell a very unique interesting story in the star wars galaxy that's so great i think the other thing too especially coming out of the writers and actors strike of like thinking about all the really horrible things that have happened because of streaming that there are actually good things that came out of kind of things switching over to streaming services because like if there wasn't disney plus like i don't know if we would have got a visions one and two because yeah. it's like yeah, absolutely. Where, where would they where sure. would they have released them right they would probably wouldn't put that on tv and maybe it would just come out on a dvd or something and like would people just buy that to see star wars animation so like it's kind of it's cool that at least you know with everything changing that we are getting some benefits from it and, and disney has this place they need to put stuff and we're getting some really cool stuff that we might not have ordinarily gotten. Yeah. I think that's, that is the benefit of streaming is that there's willingness to experiment because of the need for output. Right. Um, I think if I can, again, with the benefits of streaming, I think there's been like so many arguments for like, it's not great for actors and that's why the strike existed. But I feel like, when I think about Star Wars animation and visions, I guess is included in this. Um, so many people discovered Star Wars animation through streaming. When yeah. Clone Wars was put on Netflix, that was when the popularity of the Clone Wars like blew through the roof, right? And I think that people are continuing to access these sort of uh, maybe not mainstream projects like like visions um, through streaming. And I'm just really thankful for that. And I'm really like glad that we live in we're star Wars fans where Lucasfilm was willing to make these risks, I guess, or take these risks with yeah. these different studios, because this can't be cheap either. I think about this a lot, like yeah. this entire project and they, f- they flew everyone from say, every yeah. single studio to star Wars celebration. I cannot, I'll never get over this. That's some so of good. them, some people came from South Africa, like, those flights are not like it's just insane. <laughs> I I don't know how. I'm just really proud. I guess this was what I'm trying to convey of yeah. Lucasfilm for taking these risks um, monetarily uh, to produce like such great art. I guess that's a good reminder. Too. I can't remember. Did we didn't talk about the visions two panel at Celebration? Did we like before when we were talking so. about Celebration? It was a really good because, one. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, really that good. was another crazy one. Because that one, you know, we could see from here, and it was also like, wow, they're talking to everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they screened. They screened. I'm your mother, which was great because that was the one I had the biggest question mark for because it was like Dennis Lawson is back. I'm like, <laughs> how is he? I want. I need to know. Uh, and also just like and the UK was, of it all. Like we yeah. were there, and yeah. it makes sense that that would be the one that they would show. You know. Yeah. It was great. Uh, and then we all went to a little panel afterwards with with everybody uh, in a private little area. Like a press And conference. that was also very, yeah, that was very interesting because I had never really been to something like that before, like that. But also with everyone's language barriers and how everyone was talking, it was a very interesting and like almost uplifting kind of mm-hmm. look at, at like making Star Wars and being part of that. It was very cool. Well, I think... That's always an important thing, too, to bring up when you have, like, the international uh, thing going on is, like, all the stuff we kind of deal with of just, you know, people being grumpy about Star Wars. Like, I don't think that happens as much in other parts of the world because of the language. Like, they're they're not getting, you know, always getting the, the they're getting their version of it. And, you know, they don't have as much drama, I think. So there's just, like, there's more love. Uh, 
The same day that Visions came out, talking about like animation and how they're kind of not even pushing boundaries, but growing as a company. But Young Jedi Adventures also came out May the 4th of this year. And that uh, that's really great. It's been such a nice thing to see kind of grow and, and, and start its own fandom and its own kind of group of, of kids that are learning Star Wars for the first time. It's I love that Nubs's show. world and we're just living in it. I know. So true. <laughs> My Nubs friend's kids love the show too. Like talk about it all the time. And... I think that's a true testament of, <laughs> of whether yeah. or not it's successful. And yeah, they love it. The, the toys for Young Jedi Adventure are so cute. I see them in the store all the time and they're just, they're so cute. I just, the, the design of all the characters, it's just, it really does feel perfect for that age group and like it, it really is reaching them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. I, yeah. The, the episodes that I watched, I was like, this is really good. This is perfect for a, an introduction to Star Wars for young kids and the High Republic of it all. It was like, this is great. This is just great. And yeah. Nubs Nation has been beautiful. Like Nubs was what <laughs> at the, the big Comic Con in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. The, the oh, life size yeah. nubs the that was doing. Nubs. Yeah. So good. So good. Who is in the life size nub suit? That's what I want to know. I know, right? We need to figure that out. Also, we need the life size nub suit at like every event ever every in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. mad he wasn't at I know. I know. You know right. Come on. They must have had him. It's kind of like when they the, there were the plans of having the Jedi training, uh, Jedi Temple Adventures set being at Celebration, mm-hmm. but that was canceled for COVID. And and it was like the kids could have run through it, and I'm sure I, I could have convinced somebody to let me run through that at the end of the convention. And I'm still like that is still like one of the things I'm like I would have paid a hundred dollars to like run through that. And same with like would I pay fifty dollars to like get a picture with Nubs? Yes. Yeah. Would I pay a hundred dollars to wear the Nubs costume? Maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. sure. So if you all need somebody, just call me up uh, for the next con. If anyone from Lucasfilm is listening, I'll I'll wear the Nub suit for. For airfare or something. <laughs> the problem is that everyone knows how sweaty you get. So they... Yeah, so who's gonna? Who's but gonna then maybe they let me keep you. it. If it's yeah, if it's if it's so sweaty, they're like, no, you can just have it. It's okay, Brandon. Just keep it. Yeah. Well, that that's a pretty good transition going into June, and there was uh, there was the one thing. Day. Yeah, there was one thing that dominated our entire month of June, twenty twenty three. That little thing, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, yeah, so we were all there together. It was the, the the most surreal night of our day, night of our lives. We saw saw the movie together. Where where God, do we even begin? Yeah. yeah, where do we start? Know, like, how do we? How do we? To say, I, I just it was incredible. well. There's so much. Okay, first like, off, Jason is, and but... Gabe and Brandon have so much to say more than Caitlin and I do. I feel like <laughs> about their experience because like we lost you guys for like 30 minutes on the red carpet. I lost myself. I I don't know where I was. <laughs> We all went in together, but I'm not sure. We all came out together. (laughs) We got to give credit to Brandon because we lost you guys on the way in and thought, oh, they said they were going to take their time. But we were like, oh, they must have just walked through. And we were like. We took our Past time. Got to be honest. Well, you guys yeah. took longer. But we yeah. took- <laughs> no, we 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 did it the first time. We like we were already yeah, out, we were and we were like, at wait, the back, at the end. yeah. And then we saw you guys come out, and we were like, wait, where were they? Yeah. And then and then I was just like, okay, well, that was cool. Well, I guess we're done. And then Brandon was like, come on, 
we're going back. <laughs> and we went like the wrong way down the carpet yeah. to get back into the thick of it. Oh my right. God. Yeah. With the, with the promise of like, I'm going to introduce you guys to John Noel. Well, it wasn't yeah. even that. No, it was not that. Let's, let's back up a little bit. Where our friends, our friends, Tori and Savannah were in the fan pit, right? So they were in a different section of the, the premiere than we were, but they were able to text us and be like, Hey, that's hey, hey, Quan is here, or hey, yeah. uh, Steven's here, or hey, because they were seeing George them Lewis first. They were yeah. seeing George them Lucas like five coming, minutes yeah. before. Yeah, and so then it would be the spies. You needed yeah. to be like, oh my god, okay, like let's just like figure this out. Let's see what's going on. Because I guess to backtrack a tiny bit, um, Charlotte, Caitlin, Maggie, and I, my wife, were, went to Willow, and what they told me at Willow was, you need to take your time down the carpet. Because, like, once you're down, you're done. Like, you know, like, take your pictures, get the things you need for Instagram, enjoy the moment. Uh, and then for this, it was a very different sort of beast. Because it was it was probably three times the size of the Will one that I'd been to. And it was also Indiana Jones. So I was, like, very overwhelmed. <laughs> and then I guess we can uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll sidetrack a tiny bit. Because we truly get in there and we're there. And I'm kind of just, like, standing at the edge – because they've separated the like influencers and the general press from like the actual celebrities, but the step and repeat is away from us, and that's where Harrison Ford and Calissa Flockhart were walking, and so I'm just kind of standing there, just like enjoying being ten feet, fifteen feet away from Harrison Ford. I'm like, this is you know, this is great, and then I'm standing there, and the guy next to me starts beckoning Harrison over, and he's like, Harrison, hey, and I'm like, what, what's going? What are you doing? But then Harrison comes over and he's like really happy to see the guy. And the guy's like, thank you so much for inviting me to the premiere. And he shakes his hand. He's like, this is my wife. Thanks for getting her in. And this is blah, blah, blah. But then Harrison assumes that I am also part of this group. <laughs> and so then Harrison shakes my hand and I'm like, oh, great to meet you. Have a great night. And then, so then at that moment though, like I get to touch Harrison Ford. I get to say hi. He's not pissed to see me. Right. Which is a, a crazy <laughs> thing. But I think that's where this kind of like, like I didn't go insane, but it was like, cause everyone was kind of, every, we were with a bunch of friends. A bunch of our friends were there, which was really nice. It was really fun. It was like a mini celebration. A lot of the people from Star Wars Twitter were there. But everyone was kind of like looking at me like, are you okay? And I was, <laughs> you know, not, I was like about to throw up. Yeah. But it really kind of, it was like the adrenaline and the sweat. Yeah. You, you got then, powered up. It really you, you like kind of. You crazed look in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was something I was not expecting or not trying to do at all, right? So then it was kind of like, oh, like let's see what happens now. Like oh anything is possible. But really, the the main thing that happened was just me, Jason, and Gabe walking up and down that carpet, just like not even not yeah. even bothering anybody or doing anything out of the ordinary. It was just like it really kind of taking it all in and like being like, yeah. "There's there's George Lucas, there's Steven Spielberg. They are twenty feet away from us." And oh my god, uh, it was a there's pretty... Kathleen Kennedy's twin sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, that was so crazy. It's so weird to see her. Was Connie right? Like it's so weird to see Connie. Yeah, yeah. Connie. Like, like, like that's still. I think. As much as it was insane to see everyone, that's the high point. It's like I saw Kathleen Kennedy's twin yeah. sister next to Kathleen Kennedy. Exactly. And I, I really think the the one thing that like I wouldn't have done normally, but I did in that moment again, just being whatever I was doing, was I had just interviewed John Knoll for Star Wars Insider, and he did not know who I was. I'd met him briefly <laughs> when I was in San Francisco as well a couple weeks before, and so like but he, I saw him walking down the carpet on our side. Like he was in, in the influencer and press area rather than like on the step and repeat. And that was when I was with Jason and Gabe. And I was like, guys, stop. And I just turned to John Noel and I'm like, John, I'd love for you to meet Jason and Gabe. 
And I don't know why I said that or how I did that, but he was very nice and he shook their hands. And that's like, I'm sure you all have all seen the photos of them talking. Oh, I lost my mind. Yeah. Jason did such a good job, though. Did I, though? Did I? No, no, no. It was Jason really was mumbling about how his wife works at Briarwood Mall <laughs> and John Noel didn't know what was going on. And John Noel's wife was laughing hysterically at the whole situation. So we knew. We were okay because his wife thought it was, it was so good. It was, uh, and I would just kind of took a step back and I would just like really took that all in because if nothing else had happened that entire day, that was maybe the greatest moment. It was them finally yeah. meeting him. And I think at the uh, end, it was just like, I love you. I love what you do. I, 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 I love everything you've yeah, ever done. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. And then, yeah. and then like immediately after that, get a text from Savannah and Tori Spielberg is coming. And I look to my left, I literally look to my left and I see Steven Spielberg walking by himself, waving at people and my stomach dropped like, like I'm on a roller coaster. And then I like, yeah, Steven Spielberg walks right past me and I like freaked out and I just said, Mr. Spielberg, I love you. And then he, <laughs> he looked at me and smiled and I was yeah. like, well, I think I said to Gabe, I was like, well, that's it. I can die now. I, and then, yeah. And then it was yeah. another text from Savannah and Tori, like, don't go anywhere. Lucas is coming. And I was like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. there oh, is just Crazy. That was insane. When we got that text, oh. we were at the end taking photos like with the props and we turn around and we're like, there's there's Steven, there's George, and they're really close together. Oh my god, this is like, and just like you said, your stomach sort of just drops, and you're like, yeah. this is wow, they're right there, they're right yeah. there. These people yeah. that like are mythic figures in our heads yeah. are just living, breathing humans, right there on the same carpet as us, yeah. walking in to watch the same movie as us. Like this is so weird. This is just, where are we? What is happening? And how did yeah. we get here? Yeah. It's George. It, yeah, G it's George crazy. made eye contact with me, and I immediately looked away. I was like, no, no. <laughs> No. It's too powerful. No, yeah, you might you might turn to stone. Yeah. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to acknowledge me. No. Yeah. What's so great is Charlotte and I were we're at the end, like we were separated for quite some time from you guys, and so we finally all get to our seats, and like we were just taking pictures, and you guys were like, oh, "Listen, here's what happened." <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we like lived two very different lives in that 45 minutes on the carpet. Oh my god. But then we got to see the movie, oh, and so and it, it started though with like a, an incredible intro, and and then we had, we were even saying though like it was weird. We saw everybody. We saw George. We saw you know Steven Spielberg. We didn't see Kate Capshaw, but, but it was like it was weird not seeing John Williams. And truly, like then they opened the curtain, and there's John Williams, and he plays three songs. He plays Mutt's theme from oh Crystal Skull. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, this is the greatest day uh, possible. I just really. like, I need <laughs> we, to stop being surprised when Lucasfilm like opens a curtain and John Williams in a full orchestra is back there. Like, yeah. you know, right, if I had a nickel every time, I'd have two nickels. It's and we so were all crazy. We were all in the same row, but we weren't sitting next to each other. No, I'm like yeah. Brandon and Maggie were off, like from Gabe, where Gabe and I are. Brandon and Maggie were off to the left, and Sky Talkers, you were off to our right. Mm -hmm. But when John, like when the John Williams thing came out, we all were just like looking at each other, like, "Oh my god, can you?" Yeah. We're all seeing yeah. the same thing, right? We're not hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, insane. Uh, and and then the movie then yes. was great. Yes. It was the yeah. thing, like, yeah. like it could have all been like, "Oh, like that would have been great," and the movie was kind of disappointing, but at least we had that experience. But like the more I think about Dial of Destiny, the more I'm just like so in love with it and so happy yeah. with it. And so it's such a powerful thing. And they took some risks and those risks really worked, in my opinion, yeah. at least. Yeah. And 
that's a really beautiful thing that that we all got to kind of experience that i mean that just hero and that character i we went into it like spoiler free didn't know anything about it and i think that last act like really threw us and it was so great to experience it with like a full theater and yeah. just fellow fans and just like really go on that ride and then just the best part is the fact that we all got to talk about it after together in person yeah, yeah. over in and so out over fun. drinks. It was so yeah. fun. It was yeah. just like the best ever. I want to relive that day forever. Yeah. And I, I you know, we, we say thanks to Lucasfilm a lot. We say thanks to all the people over there, but like that, like in my time as a star Wars fan and I've done a lot and y'all have done a lot. Like that might be the greatest, like kind of like culmination of me as a mm-hmm. fan. And mm-hmm. uh, that really like meant, meant the world. Yeah, and getting yeah. to share it with y'all and and my yeah. wife and it's been a really that was a really special yeah. special thing. Yeah, we love Maggie. We're glad that she was there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maggie's. Even though I potentially scared her away earlier tonight by talking about the movie cocoon. So <laughs> yeah, Maggie, Maggie, before we started recording, Maggie came in and I came came in and started talking about cocoon the movie. And Maggie's like, I gotta go. <laughs> Which I think out. <laughs> It was like 30 <laughs> seconds later. Uh, no, and she paid. Uh, I couldn't bring my, the only, I, mean, I couldn't bring my dog, Indiana, who is my 2023 new friend. Um, the dogs were not allowed on the red carpet, which was, you know, a bummer. But Huge bummer. Time. Yeah. Indiana Jones 6, maybe. Maybe she'll come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the experience of a lifetime. So, yeah. So grateful. So grateful on every level. Potentially the craziest day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was up for over 24 hours, so. Worth it. Um, yeah, so worth it. I'd do it yeah. again tomorrow. So then we had the summer. The summer started out on a high, and then the strikes began. Things started getting, what are we all doing? How are we all adapting to this? And then in August 22nd, Ahsoka began. Mm. It was it was a strange time for, for us because none of us were talking about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And we were talking to each other about it. Very yeah, thankful but, that we had that. Yeah. 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 Um, and we were recording episodes. I know at least like Sky Talkers and Gabe and I, we were just doing episodes that only we were hearing. And, but yeah, what a, what a strange time, but what a great show. Strange time. Amazing show. Really glad that we all were able to talk about it together. And what was so funny is every single episode, I feel like in our group chat, we were always like, another great, another banger, great one, <laughs> every single time. Like, it was never like, not so sure about that one. It was like, not, yep. they, they can't miss. Like, just yeah. what a great one. Love Loved Star it. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah. And man, that was so good. And, you know, Caitlin and I were talking to our friend Silver yesterday, actually, at the time of recording. And we were just talking about how, like, we're just so happy for Dave Filoni. And I feel like when you've been a fan as long as we all have, right, it's just like, oh, wow, this is this show is Dave Filoni's, like, dream. And it's just really fun to watch his dream come to life, I guess. And it was just, like, a privilege as a fan and a fan of his and a fan of Ahsoka the character for so long and for 15 freaking years to finally now have this like live action show where live action Ahsoka meets live action Anakin Skywalker. And that was like Hayden Christensen as Anakin acknowledging Ahsoka is something that actually broke my brain. And 
I'll actually never recover ever. Yeah, if, you, if you had told me in 2010 yeah. that that would happen, I would have called you a liar a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You you wouldn't be here today because you would have turned into that's dust. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I just the experience of Ahsoka was so it was so strange. Just I think all of us are so online all the time and, and we're all podcasters too. And so then to not be able to talk about it really online or in the podcasting format, it was like I truly haven't had that experience since, you know, before for the past six years, really, which is kind of crazy. So it was such a weird experience of living in this void of how we were talking about it and containing that conversation to like our group chats and then, you know, to our podcasts in the void and stuff like that. But it was still such a good time too with the show. And I was so excited every week to see what, what craziness would come up and then to be surprised by Hayden Christensen every week because he was there so much. I mean, that's a whole thing to talk like beyond just the show being great and the, the rebels characters being great. And we can talk about the new characters, but the, the Hayden Christensen of it all. And I know I, I'm kind of setting it up for, for you too, Charlotte and Caitlin, <laughs> but like it was so, like we we had already gotten a little bit with Obi Wan, yeah, and that was really nice and really. And I wonder if we hadn't gotten Obi Wan and we had just gotten this in a vacuum as the first Hayden appearance, sort of, if that would have been even different. But it's so nice to see him kind of continue and just be a part of Star Wars, and it, it feels so natural. And him be also very good, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just him like showing yeah. up to show up. He is so good in this role and so comfortable, and it's really a really beautiful thing to see it again 20 years later. No, he nailed it. And I would say it's actually some of his best acting work as Anakin, maybe like up there with Revenge of the Sith, uh, at least like some parts in Revenge of the Sith. And I just really, I felt as, as excited as I was to have him in Obi-Wan Kenobi, this is a bigger, like more for him to do than in Mm Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, And I felt like as lifelong fans of, Hayden Christensen I just can't I actually can't even believe it I'm just so it's just like I said I was like excited for Dave Filoni and very happy for him I'm honestly more happy for Hayden Christensen who deserves all the praise and the love he could possibly get and I'm so happy that he's thrilled to be back in Star Wars and that we get to witness it and I I really think that this script gave him a lot to do like I think Mm -hmm. Keelan and I were like damn like he's <laughs> acting like it's great you know right he's doing stuff yeah it was just i'm very as a huge huge fan it's a huge dream come true it seems like it was extra cool too like because you know with kenobi it was kind of he was replaying attack of the clones anakin and and even as cool as the flashbacks where it was like oh he's back to clone wars anakin but Topping it off with, you know, him being post-Return of the Jedi, this is Anakin, now Anakin, was just, like, the icing on top of, like, no, this is, like, this is the new, this is new Anakin. Like, this is, you know, this is the character with 20 years of Hayden Christensen. He can bring that to this version of Anakin because this is, like, up-to-date Anakin, which I was not expecting. And plus, see, and and you see up to date Anakin, and you see Clone Wars Anakin, and again, it's just like again, you talk about fan service done right, but you're like, oh, here's Hayden Christensen wearing the Clone Wars armor, talking to a young Ahsoka who, yeah. what's her name, Ariana Greenblatt, mm-hmm. is that her name? Yep. Yeah. Incredible. 
casting so as well, right? And like you see that all, and like oh, ha, ha, blah blah blah, like it's dusty, you can't see the planet or whatever. You know, like everyone was mad, <laughs> but like that, <laughs> that that connection and that environment and how that was all set up, you're like if you are like jaded about this as a Star Wars fan, I don't, I can't help like, I don't know what else you can yeah, do. I, I do not really because like, it's so genuinely. cool. It is like like Star Wars can be heartbreaking or uh, dramatic or whatever. This was just cool like mm-hmm. it was just like cool star wars but done for storytelling purposes and uh i don't know man really ahsoka really pulled a lot of really interesting stuff and then you talk about the new characters right and the new actors that came in to inhabit the roles whether it was hera or was ezra which i think was iman did incredible like incredible right like he is ezra yeah. which is so funny uh but then you have balin and you have shin and it's like, oh, like really cool, really interesting Star Wars stuff uh, is happening now. And uh, what else can you ask for? And it had ninjas and witches. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and wolves. And, Wolf creatures. And wolves. Yeah. And little turtle <laughs> and, people. And Jason oh Sadula was there Jason, with, Jason, with yeah. slightly yeah. green hair. Yeah. Uh, so good. And Chopper. The, just the list keeps <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, who Yang? How do you? Who oh Yang? And C three PO. And like almost. And and, and, <laughs> and Ziono. Like, are you? Yeah. Are we? Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and Clancy Brown. Uh, Clancy Brown was there. Uh, yes. Oh. Like hell. <laughs> it's a good uh. show. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Again, and, and the Kevin show broke Kiner's my brain. Music. Yeah, Kevin Kiner just. Yes. Oh, I remember crushed Kiner it. The Kiner's crushed just, it. Like fully nailed it. I actually yeah. think one of the first things we sent in our group chat after we watched the first episode was a, it was immediately like, oh my god, this end credit score. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's watch the next episode. And expanding the force and getting into like you know like you guys talk about all the time with the weird force stuff like. What was the deal with Balin and Shin? What is going on? And the Sabine's journey with the Force, which was yeah. so good, so cool. And it, kind of like the end of Mando season three with them at the house, setting up, placing little threads for future stories with, okay, so Ezra is back in the New Republic now. What? So what happens next? And Ahsoka and Sabine are on this planet, literally in another galaxy. And you know that's not the last we're going to see of those characters. So where do we go next? It's all really fascinating. It's so exciting. I think that Dave did the most brilliant thing by creating a whole other galaxy and making this like mythic story that looks like Narnia and Lord of the Rings all rolled up into Star Wars. And just like leveling the playing field, taking Ahsoka out of the sequel trilogy, basically. I think it was just like the most bold move. We talk about bold moves. We talk about the end of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Like this was a bold move. And I will be screaming from the rooftops that it was the right choice for a long time. And I I really, really hope we get season two so we can see what comes of this. But this will never be the end of Ahsoka's character either. I think we have learned that. (laughs) So even if it's not in season two, it'll be wrapped up somewhere. But um, I just, I, I really thought I loved that ending. I, I, with Hayden Christensen too. Oh my God. 
again he just appeared yeah. and it was like yeah. oh he's back again wow it, it's it's almost like my brain can't handle the end of the season because every time i talk about the last episode or think about it i forget about the anakin ghost <laughs> like until until the last minute and then it's like oh wait oh man yeah he was there too <laughs> it's like it's too much Balin on the hand of the mortis god statue i mean oh give me a break god. yeah, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> good show Good show. Good show. Good show. Good show. Yeah. Good show. Good show. <laughs> so, so then also in 2023, we had some awesome book stuff going on. High Republic. Yeah. Timelines. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. From a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. What am I reading? And, uh, uh, well, you're, uh, what's the Inquisitor book? Rise of the Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. Re- uh, the Rise of the Red Blade. Which uh, I really, if people have not read that. I really, it might be my favorite Star Wars book in the past like five years. Wow. Like it really, and that's like, uh, uh, I don't say that lightly. I really enjoyed it. It was a really interesting look at that. And if we were talking about Fortress Inquisitorious earlier, and it was a good, it was even, it, it really expanded that even more. So, uh, really, really fascinating stuff. So, a really solid year for publishing. The comics were all interesting. Dark Droids has been fun. Uh, it's all all good stuff. Nothing bad. The the hundred objects book. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yoda's little flute included in that, obviously. Oh yeah. my god. Sure. The, the uh, book nobody nobody knew they needed until yeah. it appeared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Timelines has been so invaluable for doing research. It's just such a fun book. And yeah, and from a certain pre from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, Phil Shostak's incredible story, Kristen oh Babers, it's great, you know, <laughs> know, some real fun stuff in there, some good ones in there, man. That was some a that was ones. a great anthology. I love that they do that. I know. And now it's, uh, I guess we're waiting now what fifteen more years for Phantom Menace to hit forty, <laughs> and then run it all back. Yeah. <laughs> or they could just change the entire way they do it and bring it back for the 25th like we've just that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true but then i'd be mad that they haven't reached out to me yet to write or uh what's his name i was about to say one of the pod racers and i like odie mandrell pod racer. O- odie mandrell <laughs> odie mandrell yeah. <laughs> or a Ben Quadranero story. Oh, let's do it. Uh, Are you putting it out now publicly that you want yeah, to do that? Right. Like, yes, please. I would love. I would love to do instead of like from a certain point of view, the Phantom Menace. Just do stories of the pod racers. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and this is changing. Um, this is this races. is. There, there was a oh, StarWars.com web comic published daily or weekly about the lead up to the Boonta Eve race. Oh my god! That I would download the JPEGs. And then I would collect them onto a Word document so I could read them as like a full book. And I have not seen anyone ever talk about it. And I maybe I'm hallucinating it. I'm going to look it up right now on Wikipedia while we're talking. <laughs> but it is, I remember it being so fun and so good and being like, why did Ben Quadraneros' pod explode? Like that kind of stuff. This is crazy. my favorite thing. When you talk with other Star Wars fans, they always have these vague memories of things that they did on the internet, like very early on. <laughs> and it's like, do we just dream that up? And everyone has a story. Every single person has a story. And it's always like, was that lost to time? Like, what was that? And here we go with an, another new here one. Here it is. Pod Racing Tales, published in December 2000 as a special holiday wow. treat to fans, courtesy of Dark Horse Comics and StarWars.com. Eight parts, 48 pages. Wow. Uh, give it a look, guys. Uh, it was originally created to be included as a premium in boxes of a fruit snack. Yeah. But- <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it was canceled. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Yeah. That's the good stuff. That's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, all to be said, really great year for publishing. Really awesome stuff. And then High Republic, I've been really enjoying. Uh, one thing that's really helped me get even more into High Republic and just publishing in general, the audio dramas, I can I cannot highly recommend enough. So They've good. been so fun to listen to. They're really well done. And they're like a fun way for me to like listen to Star Wars while I'm like driving around. Um, so if someone's looking for, an, again, a fun thing to do while they're driving around their hometown for Christmas or something, this is, this is it. I love that Star Wars continues <laughs> in the tradition of the audio drama. I think it's a great Truly. medium for them to do. I just like that you're implying that you're home for Christmas and you're so sick of your family. You're just driving around <laughs> town. I mean, <laughs> well, again, listening to audio dramas so you don't have to go there. home. The, yeah. the, the origin story, the origin story of me being on this podcast is <laughs> six years ago, seven years ago, I was pissed off and i was just driving <laughs> my hometown and i was just i was like i need to listen to a star wars podcast and i found blast points and then i was listening to 40 episodes of blast points over christmas break <laughs> and so then i got brain rot yeah. so here i am yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's, uh, right. that's real that's, that's a real, real story <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we talk about 2024 yeah what's what, okay what's going on? Yeah, uh, uh, what is, apparently nothing's happening next yeah, year yeah. star wars is over yeah. <laughs> uh, we've so, entered another void <laughs> So we, we know we, we can safely assume we're going to get the Bad Batch, uh, the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. That's what we can probably assume we're going to mm-hmm. get. Um, we uh, As of recording this, we, we have no details. Uh, what, what do we all think will come first? What, what, what's what's our what do we think is going to happen? I think we all think that the Bad Batch is going to be first just based off of last year. And it feels like it's done given some of the cast and crew have posted some like the final thing all those all those kind of posts like it feels very final and just like the alignment from last year like we discussed that january 4th was when bad batch season two aired in 2023 so i feel like we're not thinking that it would be that dissimilar so but since it hasn't been announced and it's december and the strike screwed up a lot of timing and pr and marketing and things like that that I would think that's sort of like February, March at this point. Um, But then I think it's Accolade and then Skeleton Skeleton Crew. Crew. Yeah. And I used to think Skeleton Crew was coming out like literally right now. But again, with the strike, I think that everything shifted and changed. The tricky thing with Bad Batch is Bad Batch seems like it's always been the show where they're not sure when to put it out till the last minute. So because the wasn't the first season like not in the winter wasn't that in the summer or something started may 4th uh right yeah and then we thought season two would be in the in the spring or the summer and then it wasn't and so yeah that's the one i feel like i have yeah like this that one might be yeah i don't know i just don't if if they would kind of space them out throughout the year right so like bad batch kicks us off and then that ends we have a month or so whatever it is and then acolyte and then you know same thing with skeleton crew then leading us to the end of the year but truly then who knows yeah i mean we were also supposed to get andor this next year too but because that was paused i feel like that's going to be 2025 now so who knows man but i need i need something to be excited for i really i need it even though we just spent the past year talking about how good star wars was this year and it made me really happy and excited to discuss all that I am very excited to find out what 
is coming next. There, it's a, there's a lot that's that can happen that will happen. There's a lot like all the things we were talking about for this year. Some of that were surprises, right? Some of that yeah. was like kind of the stuff we didn't really know was happening. And I'm sure there's a lot of surprises in the works. And yeah. that's a, that's a very that's a very cool thing. I don't know, like that's. Always There's always little fun. things that are surprises. Yeah. Like yeah. even Young Jedi Adventures was like kind of a surprise, right? Like mm-hmm, we didn't know that yeah. was happening. And then all of a sudden it's like part of Star Wars and we're talking about it. And that's like something that we joke about and like watch and, and people like. And that's a really, again, it's a fun, nice thing. We need more episodes of Biomes. Yeah. For sure. Oh my God, sure. we so do. Yeah. yeah. We do we all here. If Zen we're talking content. about. Well, 2024, we do need, and this is not me like, but we do need art of books. And it, yes. I, yeah. it's something that I really miss. We don't have it for what Mando three and or Book of Boba Fett or, or Kenobi or Ahsoka. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. give me all. Of those. I think there's more live action shows that don't have art books than do at this point, right? That's crazy. Yeah. I loved yeah. getting the Art of High Republic book though. Like that was great. Yeah. I was like, that's fun. Give me more of this kind of stuff. Yeah, that was. And so then we great. got none of it, and I was like, oh. Okay. I need Art of Ahsoka. I mean, come I on. We need no, that. Those would be incredible. I mean, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I see the Mandalorian 1 and 2 and it's like, come on. Like, oh, I think just, that, yeah. yeah, no, we have we have to have 3. And it needs to complete the shelf. But I think the thing that we all love is the history that goes into and like the detail that goes into an art of book. It serves as like the history of Right. And yeah, it's not just art. It is it is the full yeah. like yeah. The, the timeline of it. Yeah. yeah. And we don't really get that as much anymore like we used to with the prequels and the original trilogy and I feel like this is what we're clinging to and the fact that we haven't gotten the got them in a while is kind of sad, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. We need that. We need to overanalyze it. We need those revelations. <laughs> we also didn't get any publishing for Indiana Jones, really. Yeah. And that yeah. really kind of bummed me out. It was. But uh, we did get the that documentary that was really good. Oh, the, my God. The, yes. Yeah. And so uh, if you subscribe to Sky Talkers Patreon, you can listen to them talk about it because uh, it, it is fantastic <laughs> and it deserves to be. Uh, seen by everybody it was yeah. so fun it, it was blew so me nice. away by how good it was i was not expecting it yeah. to to be that in-depth and heartfelt honestly yeah, yeah. and yeah. some crazy footage that i'd never seen before yeah. and like i yeah. thought i'd seen every indiana jones footage that had existed and there's some really cool stuff in there yeah it's 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 heartwarming to hear you guys say that because caitlin and i certainly felt like that and we don't feel like we're as um in the weeds i guess with indiana jones behind the scenes content and i think we still felt like, wow, there's a lot of new stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. And was. also just a major focus on Harrison Ford and his whole career. It was just such a joy to walk through. And we got to see Harrison Ford give a emotional speech wearing a wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. I was like, he's really in a wetsuit? That's incredible. <laughs> Perfection. We, all the George Lucas dicking around was crazy. Yes, yes. So like, much. Him playing with his friends. And I'm like, oh my God, he's just a little boy. <laughs> he's just, just a little he's boy. So, he's so cute. <laughs> Yeah. He's just like a little like twenty six year old making a movie. Like, <laughs> was it? There was one part where they were Harrison. They were talking about how Harrison's older. He's like, "Well, I'm forty, and George is like, "Yeah, I'm only thirty eight or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just <laughs> goofing around. Yeah. It was so, so funny. But so I was, I was, I think every time something like that comes out, I, I'm texting Gabe, and it's like they have so much behind the scenes footage that they're just sitting on, sitting on, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And again, they didn't show. I mean, they did, but they didn't. But there was a whole crystal skull still, still element missing from that too. Where I'm like, give me more yeah, of that. Very much Although, so. to be fair, there is 
because I was rewatching Crystal Skull recently, and the bonus features do. on that DVD are actually very in depth, and that's very really good. Nice. I feel so, like that's the tail end yeah. of when DVD bonus features were really yeah. good. It's really good. It's yeah. really really good. So if people are looking for something to do during again their holiday break, just sit in your room by yourself and watch some Crystal Skull bonus features. And- <laughs> Sounds great. They're they're all on YouTube too. If you don't, <laughs> yeah, if you don't are, have the are. disc uh, nearby, yeah. God bless you. You guys YouTube. have mentioned the biomes, but the Star Wars Channel doing the lo-fi. Oh, uh, that's so good. Videos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's give a shout out to marketing in general for Star Wars. I feel like they've really yeah. kind of like done a lot of fun stuff and like kind of around a little bit, and that's well, they, really nice. They did the TikTok live stream with the Lothcat. Yes, with Murphy. for like twelve hours. <laughs> so Can you watch good. the Lothcat? It was. It's it was so the cute. Best. Yeah. No, it's just really good social. I think yeah. Brandon and I work in marketing and social. We were like, damn, they're really slaying this year. Like it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. If if Charlotte and I are saying that you're doing good social, that means uh that means you're doing it's good, good social. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so round of applause for yeah. the marketing team. It just makes it fun. Like it, it makes Star Wars just like a fun thing to be a part of and not just like sometimes yeah. it would feel like a chore to like like, yeah. okay, it's time to defend Star Wars now or whatever it is. And you're like, that's not but now it's just kind of like, yeah, Star Wars is great. Everyone shut up and watch you some Star Wars. Watch this cat. Totally. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all agree that around the sequel trilogy, it was very tense and weird. And it's nowadays they're they're having fun, which is good to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. I think which we needed good. that. Yeah, yeah. More fun in 2024. I think is what we're all trying to say. Like, let's just, yeah. let's just all kind of take a step back. Let's watch some Bad Batch. Hopefully the, the first quarter of the year sometime. And, uh, you know, have some fun. Well, this has been... Speaking of fun, this has been so much fun. This is, let's do this all the time, right? Let's do it every quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love There'll it. more I times than I put so out an episode every quarter than if this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this yeah. is the absolute best. I just, I love it so much. Well, and that's the thing too. We we we've, we've talked about it a lot, and it's the part of the the joy of all of these Star Wars experiences. You know having your friends and with with all mm-hmm. of us together and you know probably every single person listening to this they have their core group of star wars fans and you know it's like the great thing like because it's star wars celebration not a star wars convention it's a cell right. it's like it's it's yeah. it's a party it's about having a good time and it's about being with your friends and that's yeah so happy we could do this yeah and it is again it's the end of the year and cr is kind of reflective and it is a like the people on this episode and, and talking with y'all like that it's been a big thing for me and a, a big joy of, of being a part of it but then also like everyone that we've met and the listeners and the twitter people it's like it's all been such a joy to expand my star wars fandom beyond just like again me in my room reading Star Wars Pod Racer web comics. You know, now I can talk about it with people. <laughs> right. Word doc. right. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. it is such a fulfilling, fun thing beyond again, like talking about canon rules and stuff. It's just like, oh, these are the people that I like and these are the people that I'm friends with. And um that's that's Star Wars for me. And so I appreciate yeah. A being a part of this this group of uh, who I think are the best podcasters, uh Star Wars or otherwise, but also everyone listening and and uh everyone that you know is anywhere so yes well I'm said just, i'm just so yeah, yeah very well said i'm just so grateful for this group and for our community and completely echo what what you all said too it's just yeah warm fuzzy feelings all around yeah 2023 has been an insane year and it's been so much fun sharing that insanity with you with you guys as well yeah absolutely it's been such a joy honestly happy holidays to anyone who's listening yeah. and-
can't wait for 2024. We'll see you next year. Thank you so much again to Jason and Gabe and Charlotte and Caitlin for being such great pals and for such a great time. And thank you all for listening, especially since this is not my usual type of episode. Make sure, if you're not already, to listen to Sky Talkers and Blast Points. The links are in the show notes. 2023 was a good and weird year for this show. Not as many episodes as I would have liked, but some insanely good memories, as well as some opportunities that I cannot talk about until the new year. So I hope each of you have a wonderful and restful holiday season, and I'll see you in 2024. That's all for now. Until next year, stay tuned, and may the Force be with you.